0: We are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's your boy Nolan Huckeye, Anthony, here. And I hope you guys are having a fantastic week, wherever you may be, and of course, however you may be listening. This is going to be another just relaxed conversation. Regarding the Iowa Hawkeyes men's basketball team. And I'm going to try and not get bent out of shape because in all honesty, even though it's good entertainment, it's good entertainment. I don't like doing it. I really don't. Because even though I am a diehard fan, there are certain things in my opinion, such as politics, such as, well, quite frankly, sports that I don't like to get bent out of shape because those things like that are the first to blame people like me when they are getting waxed or not doing what they're supposed to do. So hold on one second. There we go. So that is that. The Iowa Hawkeye men's basketball team got absolutely waxed last night. And, you know, Iowa w- was five and a half point favorites. And I remember, by the way, I did not watch the game live. Uh, I go to sleep super early, right? I'm up at 3 a.m. right now doing this. Um, ever since collegiate water polo, you know, I, I when I had to get up at like 4 a.m. for practice. Uh, I've all I, I've been a morning person. That's just how it is. But as soon as I watched um, the first ten, five minutes of the highlights, which, by the way, the highlights are so good now, you don't even really have to watch the whole game because you pretty... Well, yeah, you you don't have to watch the game live because you can pretty much see the whole game on the highlights. But um, I... I mean, the environment was so rough and not only was the environment rough because of Jordan Bohannon's situation with an Iowa State guy, which, by the way, I still to this day believe, you know, he should have found a way to amicably part ways. I mean, you know. Anyways, I don't want to go too far into that, okay? Um, Either way, what's done is done, and Iowa State hasn't beat Iowa in a long time, in a long-ass time. When it comes to basketball, when it comes to football, it's been five years since Iowa State has beaten Iowa. Couple that with Iowa State being off to a fast start and this and that. And I knew Iowa was in trouble. And the bottom line is with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Let's uh, let's pull up the uh, the the uh, score here. Iowa is missing a few things. You know, early in the season, I felt very good about. Jordan Bohannon's move to shooting guard. I thought that that would definitely help. Uh, It looked like it was going to help Iowa out. And by the way, by no means am I blaming everything on Jordan Bohannon. I'm not. But the same thing that I thought last year is starting to become accurate this year. The problem with Jordan Bohannon is simple, okay? He is such a huge liability on defense, so big, so, so big, that unless he is giving you at least 15 points on offense, the plus minus for him, it's not even going to be close. Meaning it is a huge problem unless he's scoring. Even when he's scoring, it's a huge problem having him on the court because regardless of how good the other guys do defensively on their guys, especially in man-to-man, as soon as somebody gets a matchup with Jabo, they're taking his ass to the rim all day long. And one of the things that I thought last year when Jordan Bohannon decided to come back was simple. You know, as an Iowa fan, it's not that I dislike Jordan Bohannon. It's that he has had his time. And in my opinion, it was time to see Joe Toussaint. It was time to see Aaron Eulis. It was time to see Tony Perkins. And I knew, and, and the other problem that I had with Jordan Bohannon coming back is that I had a suspicion that Fran McCaffrey would continue to stubbornly go to him instead of finding other options. Jordan Bohannon is what Jordan Bohannon is. And Iowa has a certain ceiling with him. There are other options, in my opinion. Jordan Bohannon, at this point in his career, I, I understand he has the three-point record, even though um, he did it in six years with, I guarantee he did it playing at least 10 more games than than the next guy. Somebody commented to me and said that, uh, you know, we did, we did the side-by-side, or, You know, uh, the commentator did, you know, how many more games Jordan did to the next guy, and it wasn't that many. That is not true. That is patently false. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull it up right now. And again, my problem is not Jordan Bohannon. It's not. My problem is that, and it's not really a problem. Hold on. Give me one second. Big 10. All-time three. My concern as a former Division One water polo player myself and a really talented basketball player myself is that this Iowa team that is young, who needs to grow both mentally and physically, will not be able to do so because valuable minutes is going to Jordan Bohannon. In my opinion, Jordan Bohannon needs, at most, needs to be a sixth man, at the most. I, see, I don't even know what that guy was talking about. John Diebler played from 2008 to 2011, okay? That's four seasons, okay? Jordan Bohannon has played in six, Six full seasons, not five and a half, not five, six full seasons. Lewis Bullock has played in three full seasons. So yes, Jordan Bohannon's all-time three-point record has an asterisk next to it because he's played way more games than any other guy. Anyways, I don't want to turn this into a Jordan Bohannon bashing. Okay, because honestly, he didn't play that bad last night. He had 17 points. But I just feel that this Iowa basketball team needs to find leaders in their young group of guys fast. And I also think j is a huge liability on defense. And I don't really think, regardless of how athletic Joe Tussant is or Aaron Ulyss, or Keegan Murray or Chris Murray, I don't think that the Iowa Hawkeyes are going to substantially improve on defense as long as j keeps playing 30 minutes a night. I really don't. I really, really don't. At some point, Fran McCaffrey is going to have to go to his other guys, which brings me to, an, to another point. My starting lineup would be as follows. Joe Toussaint, uh, Tony Perkins. By the way, I wouldn't be upset if Aaron Eulis started. Just saying. Okay. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey, Keegan Murray, and Philip Robraca. That would be my starting five. Now, what else is hurting the Iowa Hawkeyes? Well, let's take a look at Philip Rabraka. Okay. Philip averaged 17, 16 points a game at his previous school. And a huge aspect to me saying the Iowa Hawkeyes would be a 20 win team was the the assumption that Philip Braca would average 10 points a game this season. And it just hasn't happened. There was the dunk he had that was really nice. I mean, it was super nice. And I see moments from Philip Braca that it's like, dang, dude. I mean, you need to be more vocal about getting the gosh darn ball. Because whether you believe it or not, You are a key piece to this Iowa team. He has not had the production that I thought, okay, so far. Can that change? Yes, I think it can. But he hasn't thus far. The other issue with Iowa is, and I said this last time, is the is the toughness that they lost with Luca Garza and Joe Wieskamp. Um, So far in three losses, we've seen moments of Iowa having toughness, but we've seen other moments where Iowa has come up short. And when I'm talking about toughness, I'm not talking about, you know, fighting or anything like that, I'm talking about be going into Iowa, going into Ames and out-rebounding Iowa State. That's what I'm talking about. Because you want it more. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen that. And to me, kind of the thing that sucks is that all three games that Iowa has lost, have been winnable in certain moments. Purdue, Iowa had moments to beat them. Illinois, Iowa had moments to beat them. And Iowa State, if Iowa were to play them again, I guarantee they would not lose like this. So toughness. You know, Iowa got vastly out-rebounded by Illinois. I thought that that would change, and it hasn't. It has not. The other thing that is a problem, and I said this in my uh, reaction to Illinois and the Purdue losses, is Iowa is they miss Luka Garza and Joe Wieskamp and C.J. Frederick and Jack Nungy when it comes to three-point shooting. Right now, the only consistent three-point shooter Iowa has is Jordan Bohannon? That's it, and that's not good enough. That's not that's not good enough. And I was hoping, I was hoping that Peyton Sanford would be enough. That he would get enough minutes to make an impact shooting the 3 <clears throat> and he just has not. I ha- by the way, I've been su- pleasantly surprised by Sanford this season. He's looked good. He really has. Uh for a true freshman. But when it comes to big games, nothing. Okay? He's just not ready. Outside of j Bow, Iowa has zero, and I mean zero, three-point shooting. Sure, is Patrick McCaffrey an okay three-point shooter? Is Keegan Murray an okay three-point shooter? Is Chris Murray an okay three-point shooter? Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) But they are not above average, okay? They're not. CJ Frederick, Luca Garza, uh, Joe Wieskamp were all above average three-point shooters, including Jack Nunch. I could talk about defense. I really could, but I already talked about that at the beginning. I don't really think the issue, I gotta be honest, I really do think the primary issue is Jordan Bohannon. I really do. Um because in a sport like basketball, where all you need, and I, and, and I know this from experience, okay, where all you need to find is one weak link, especially in man-to-man defense. All you need to find is one weak link when it comes to attacking as an offensive player in hoops, if you're that type of guy, you can score twenty plus points on that guy. Just keep going to work on him. And if Jabo plays thirty minutes, well, then you're going to have a lot of time to go to work on that guy. And do you do you find it surprising that oftentimes the leading scorer for the opposing team against Iowa is a guard? A guard, often a point. Gord? No. The other... um, I have two other questions. And I think Fran McCaffrey is going to have to figure this out. If... Because he has expected that Rebracca, Murray, and Murray, and McCaffrey would be enough on the glass and defensively. <clears throat> and my question is that I think Fran McCaffrey is going to have to figure out. Guys, Iowa shot 18.5% from three last night. My question that Fran McCaffrey is going to have to figure out is simple. Is it time to suffer offensively in certain regards in order to be much better defensively by adding length and girth with Josh Agundale and or Riley Mulvey. You know, it, it really does surprise me what we, what we saw from Agundale, uh against Virginia. And ever since then, we haven't seen a damn thing from him. It's just classic Fran. Classic Fran. So, and I do think that as the season progresses, there is the opportunity for Fran to say, it's just not working. And we need to put Agundale and Mulvey uh, in there, whether we split their minutes uh, almost evenly, you know, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, or 15, 10, and 10, or whatever. When it comes to Rebracca, you know, them and them, or Rebraca, Mulvey, and Agundale, I don't know. But the way it is right now is not getting it done. And I don't expect uh I don't I- expect the the JBO problem, the rebound or or the toughness problem to change anytime soon. I really don't. Until Fran says, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And goes back to his, I mean, look at this. This is the third game in a row. Iowa has been drastically out-rebounded by double digits. 50 to 32. That's not good enough. And it's not because Iowa is not athletic enough. It's not because Iowa is small, because they're not. McCaffrey six nine. Murray is six foot eight. Robraca is six nine. They just don't have the desire. And until that changes, Iowa is going to have major issues uh, in the Big Ten. Major. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is where Iowa stands uh, right now. Is it all over at this point right now? Okay. Just assessing the Iowa Hawkeyes as seven and three. And I would say no, because the, the win over Virginia gave Iowa some cushion. OK, losing to Illinois and Purdue is not really a big deal. It's not. OK, those are both NCAA tournament teams. And to be honest, so is Iowa State. Iowa State is much better than what I expected. You know, that it seems that they were talented last year. Just the coaching was not getting it done. And so, in other words, Iowa State still has a good amount of talent. Iowa is still okay. If the NCAA tournament were to start today, would they be in the NCAA tournament? Probably not, okay? Um, but the win versus Virginia is good. And like I said, losing two teams that are NCAA tournament teams right now, Iowa State, Purdue, and Illinois, is not the worst thing in the world. I mean, let's look at Iowa's losses. Number two, Purdue. They lost to number 15, Illinois, in the Ken Palm. And let's see where Iowa State is. By the way, Iowa is 30th in the Ken Palm right now. Iowa State is 49th in the Ken Palm. All NCAA tournament teams. So... No, I am not overly concerned, okay? As far as being seven and three, would it have been nice if Iowa was eight and two? Yeah, of course it would, but I am not overly concerned. The bottom line is that this young Iowa team is going to have to figure it out and figure it out fast with a quickness. I think Tony Perkins needs to be inserted into the lineup immediately. And I think Iowa really does have something that they have to figure out with Robraca and the center position, because the reason why Agundale and Mulvey are not getting minutes is because they are not ready offensively. But at some point, Fran McCaffrey may have to say, it's, it just doesn't matter. We need their size and their defensive ability. And it's not because I think Rebracca is a bad player. I don't. And if Robraca all of a sudden becomes even a quarter of the player he was, then that would be great. It, it would figure it out. So Iowa has Utah State and SELA, Southeast Louisiana. They need to win all three games before playing Maryland. They need to get on a win streak before playing Maryland. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just about, it's just a must. Uh, If, if Iowa can be 10 and three before getting back into big time play, it will be okay. Okay. 10 and three is a good record. Would, would Iowa have beaten anybody? Not really besides Virginia, but 10 and three is still a good record. Nonetheless, And considering Iowa only lost by five points and by seven points to the number one and the number 15 team in the country in Kempom, it's not that bad. Now, I don't want to give a ton of credit for losing, okay? That's not what I'm trying to do here. But perspective does matter. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. I went a little bit longer than I wanted to. But either way, this was awesome, awesome. And I really hope you guys enjoyed watching. I hope you guys consider boom, 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 hitting the subscribe button. It really means a lot when you guys do that. And if you don't feel like I've earned your subscribe, at the very least, like, comment. I get to every comment. Get to every comment. And without further ado, DBAP, don't be a pussy. Willow, In facts or feelings. Your feelings don't matter. Love y'all. Go Hawks. Bye.